If you're sitting there wondering how do people create these multi-million dollar portfolios with six to 10 properties, how do they get around the fact that they need to keep building a deposit? Well, in this video, I'm gonna share with you exactly what is common amongst all of those millionaires. What they're doing is they're using property equity to keep building wealth. So I'm gonna show you exactly how that works, what property equity actually is, how to calculate it, and how you can use it to grow your portfolio faster. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now I've got a link in the description below where you can actually go ahead and book in a time to have a chat with me. Now you can book in a discovery call to figure out how the buyer's agency works or you can book in a strategy session to figure out what your strategy can look like when it comes to real estate investing. I've just added some new sessions, so definitely go check that out. Now the first question is, what is home equity? And the easiest way to explain this and to really calculate it is the market value of your your property minus the loan. Now, unfortunately, the bank won't go ahead and say, well, just because you and a couple of other real estate agents think that the market value is X, what we need to find out is from our own banking team, our own valuer, to figure out what the bank valuation is. Now, the bank valuation is more conservative than the market valuation. And the reason being is that the bank is actually taking on the risk. So what they're gonna do is they'll say, well, yeah, the market might be hot, and yeah, you could probably achieve $600,000 for argument's sake. But what we're gonna do is based on our valuation, and our conservative model, we're probably gonna say it's about 560. So just by thinking what the real estate agent could sell it for, doesn't mean you actually know what the true value according to a bank actually is. Now on that point, you've gotta get the right broker on your side. So if you need help with getting the right broker, definitely email me down below because what they can actually do is order valuations across different banks. And this is something that I think is so important because what you could find is one bank valuing the same property for about 500K could come back from a different bank 30,000 higher or 30,000 lower. I've had this in my own portfolio where the same property across three different banks was almost $100,000 worth difference. And that's where you've got to figure out, is the lowest interest rate your key priority or is it taking out equity to maximize growth? So if that is the home equity, can we use the entire home equity to go and purchase our next property? Well, no, you can't. And that's exactly what I'm going to explain in this example. You see, when a bank actually gives you a loan, they don't give you 100% of the value. They give you an 80% or a 90% loan in most cases. So let's use an example from a client that actually purchased a property with our help. Now, the deal we secured just yesterday was for $406,000. However, the market value is about $422,000. A big reason why people are using us as their buyer's agents is because we can secure under market value properties. How you find this is based on a bunch of metrics as well as going out there looking at what the true market value is in any given suburb for at least six to 12 months time. This is what stops a lot of people aggressively moving up the property ladder because they simply don't have the time and scale to be able to do this across multiple suburbs at a time. So in this case, the contract price was 406,000 because that's what we secured it for. And the loan they took up was a 90% loan at 365,400. So let's fast forward three months and let's say the property has not performed at all. It hasn't done anything. There's been no growth in that property. That property would then get valued by a bank. And let's say for instance, they've gone out there and they've based it on comparables, which is what we do. And they've come in with a bank valuation of $422,000. You could then go and ask the bank for a top up. And that would mean that they have to find out what 90% as a loan would be of the new value. So in this case, the new value is $422,000. And that would mean a 90% loan is $379,800. To find out how much usable equity you have to be able to take out that usable equity for another investment property as a deposit, you would then go and figure out what your new loan balance is minus the old loan balance. And that would be $379,800 minus $365,400. 
400, which will give you a total of 14,400. So in this case, the client's really cheering because they're paid for our services pretty much through the equity we already able to gain given the fact that we purchased under market value. Now I know for a fact that this property is definitely gonna grow in the next three months, let alone the next 12, 18 and 24 months. Now the reason you can't go to the bank and say, well, I've got home equity in this property, just give me everything, is because a bank doesn't give you a 100% loan. It's because it's too much risk for them. Now, of course you could argue 90% is a lot of risk, but who am I to say? Now it is important to note that despite you having home equity, if you don't have the borrowing capacity, you still can't get access to that equity. And this is how a lot of people, especially in their later years where they're not making as much income, aren't able to actually use that equity. Imagine having a property worth $900,000 and that's the only property you purchase as an investment property. You get to the age of 55 or 60 and you wanna retire, but that one property only gives you rent of about 500 bucks a week. It's not enough. So what you could do is go, well, I could just take out the equity and then buy another property and then I've got you know that rental income. But unfortunately, because the borrowing capacity isn't there, one would assume you probably you know reduced how many hours you're working and you might not be able to take out that debt, which means technically your equity is stuck. And this is why I advocate for someone to go out there, be adaptive, but also stay on top of it. If you've got equity in your property, you could look at accessing that equity to be able to build further positions. And we all know success leaves clues. All the guys that we deal with that have multi-million dollar portfolios are accessing their equity as soon as it becomes available, purely because they want to use that because they feel like they could get a better return elsewhere rather than having it sit there as dead money. Now keep in mind, I'm a guy on YouTube that wears a black t-shirt. So you should definitely not take what I say here as financial advice. Rather, you should actually go and figure out for yourself what your strategy looks like and why you'd aggressively want to build a portfolio in the first place. If financial freedom is important to you, come up with a strategy, come up with the reasons why you want to build it and figure out why it's real estate that you want to use as your financial tool and vehicle to get there. Now, the next story I'm going to tell you is going to emphasize how important the first and second property are in anyone's portfolio. I don't care what you have to say, you need to know that the first two properties need to be purchased so well. Otherwise, this dream of having six plus properties, which by the way, less than 1% of all property investors in Australia even get to, full stop, is why it's important you understand what I say next. You can go ahead and purchase one property and get lucky. To be able to replicate and get lucky again is very, very unlikely. But say that you did do that. If you haven't structured your entire portfolio well, you might be making some gains, but you don't have the capacity to go and build more properties in that portfolio. This is how people get stuck if they got lucky. Now, in this case, I'm going to tell you a story about a client that came on board a year ago. So this client came to us in 2021 and he had a house at the time which he had bought as an investment property for $700,000 in Sydney. His borrowing capacity allowed him to purchase another property, but at the maximum value of $500,000. So at that point, he only ever knew Sydney well because he lived his entire life in Sydney. So he came to us to use our services to figure out if we can buy a property elsewhere. We ended up finding him a deal at $388,000. It was a three bedroom brick home and the market value at the time was $397,000. So again, we were using comparables, understanding the metrics and understanding what we believe is the real value of this property. And it was $9,000 under market value in this case. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because 12 months later, he's got bank valuations come through and the bank valuations really provide some context as to what we're doing versus what the 99% of people would be doing. He purchased that property for 700K last year. That property 12 months later is now valued for $740,000. You made $40,000 in your property, which is fantastic. However, the property he bought with us for 388,000 is now worth 482,000, which means property one that he purchased on his own because he was told Sydney will grow, you can buy anything. And it was a house. So it wasn't even like, hey, I purchased a unit. So maybe that's why it performed so poorly. But in 
this case, it grew by 5.7%. Now, given the fact that we've had an environment where property prices are starting to correct, it's still a pretty good result at 5.7%. However, property two has grown by 24.2%. And this is during a time where we've had an aggressive rate hike cycle. So imagine what this could have looked like if we didn't have the RBA intervene. That's from a capital growth perspective. What gets further emphasized here in this example is the fact that property one was negative cash flow. So he was putting money from his own pocket. So that $40,000 worth of gain is probably half that. Whereas in the property that we purchased, property two, was actually positive cash flow. So again, he wasn't touching anything from his own pocket. Both loans were pretty much identical at 90% interest only at the time. Now, when he came to us, he was skeptical. Obviously the whole notion that I'm gonna pay someone to go find property, I've already found property myself. I mean, it's not that hard to buy, right? Let's be real. But the reality is that in this case, he's seen the example, he's seen it play out in his own portfolio. So what he's now looking at doing is taking out the equity from those properties to be able to purchase another property and potentially two. What's working really well for him is the fact that his wife has gone back to work, which means more income allowing them to borrow enough for another two properties if they can afford it. Let's look at what the bank would tell him based on their loans. So for property one, he took out a 90% loan for $630,000. Now the new loan at 90% will be $666,000. And in this case, that would be 36,000, not 40,000. Property two, however, the loan at 90% was 349,200, almost half of what the first property was. And then the new loan now will be 433,800. This would be a total amount of equity of 84,600, almost two and a half times more than what he's able to access from his first property. Despite the fact that the first property is almost two times more expensive than the second property he bought. He'll have access to about $110,000 worth of equity, which means he'll be able to go out and purchase another property similar to the property number two that we purchased for him. But because we're looking at different areas, we can go ahead and purchase something still around that 350 to 370 mark, even in today's market. The point I'm trying to make here is not only do you understand how home equity works, how you can actually use equity to build your portfolio quickly, but to understand if you buy the right asset, how this can move very quickly. If he goes ahead and purchases the first property and realizes I can't purchase anything for 500K, he's now stuck at one property. But if he goes ahead and he looks at other options, and in this case, he outsourced it, he went and purchased the second property, which is gonna allow him to now purchase another property off the back of property two. What he could also look at doing is potentially using some of that equity from the first property to go and renovate the first property and then uplift the equity from there as well. So if you're looking at how you build wealth in real estate, you need to know that cash flow is important to be able to get the loans, but you also need to get capital growth. And this is where it becomes really hard. To find a property that gives you both is extremely difficult. Now, I know I come out on this channel and I've got a pretty casual persona. I'm very optimistic and a cheerful guy, really. But the reality is that if you're going out there and you're spending three, four, five hundred thousand dollars you need to know that you're putting it in the right location. And if you do it well with your first and your second property, you can then leapfrog from that foundation to really accelerate that growth. And it sets you up because long-term in this market, when you get the compounding growth kicking in, you've got good cash flow that allows you to not only hold an investment portfolio for longer, despite losing your job or, you know, taking time out and enjoying your lifestyle, you've actually got an investment portfolio that grows in the background. And that is what I refer to is the machine. What you want to do in the acquisition phase, you build the machine in consolidation. You can then focus on debt reduction strategies. Now, I know that everyone's concerned by interest rates. If you are interested in what my thoughts are over the next six months of where interest rates will be, then definitely leave me a comment down below saying predict with Ravi and I'll be sure to make that video. When you combine knowledge and action, you're going to make some magical things happen, my friends. If you're interested in continuing to watch videos like this, smash that subscribe button, share this with someone if you've learned something and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.